It is a sunny, a blisteringly bright Friday here in New York City. However, the outlook is gloomy looking upon the gridiron weekend. A lot of times, you know, maybe I'll do a long process with my bets. Maybe I will make a statistical model. That is my, my what I usually do. But a lot of times, I'll just look. The bets will call to me. That was a little bit tough this week. Nothing really reached out. Nothing waved for me in the lifeboat saying, hey, put your money down on me. But we are ready to talk about it. We are ready to guide you through a profitable pigskin weekend. And here to join me is, you know, pickup basketball legend, 52-yard man himself, Steve Clark. Oh. What's up, Steve? Uh, Congratulations on a wonderful Rams victory Thursday night. Yeah, they looked good. And I was worried that it was going to be a trap game because the Patriots, to me, remind me of the 49ers for some reason. But yeah, we took care of business. Thank goodness. Yeah, and and the Rams, they are kind of announcing themselves as an elite team in the NFC, even though I would argue there are no elite teams in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Packers are probably the best team in the NFC, but they there's two or three AFC teams that are better than them. Yeah, I think the Packers are the best team in the NFC. I think they're kind of built similarly to the Rams, except the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, where the Rams have Jared Goff. So you got to go Rams there, but... Nonetheless, a really great victory in an extremely boring game. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say whether or not, based on last night, if the Rams' defense is that good because of how bad the Patriots' offense is, but our defense has been really good this year. It's kind of crazy. We are one of the top three defenses in the NFL, which is a new element that we haven't had in years. And the pieces were always there to get there, but now it's probably the least like raw talent on that Rams defensive front, but it's all come together. Aaron Donald has hit a next level. Ashawn Robinson is contributing. And then Jalen Ramsey is as advertised. Like if you just have two guys who are playing up to their, their abilities, but they're top 10 defensive talents, you're going to be in a pretty good shape. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Golf is bad. God, yeah. The rest of this Cam Akers looked so good. And who remember back in our first pilot on days, like all our rookies that we liked are really showing out. I I believe we liked Cam Akers and Justin Jefferson. Those were our guys. We were right all along, Steve. We were right. It just took Cam a little bit, but now that he's here, he's he has arrived. Yeah, he looks so fast out of the backfield. They're running him inside off tackle using him in the passing game is it a little bit of a Todd Gurley vibe I think so and it's nice because I mean really he's just kind of broken out the last two weeks so he should be fresh down the stretch and into the playoffs and we have we have a lot of good running backs like we we could run a committee and be fine but now that we have a feature guy who's fresh and who will have like fresh legs in the last five weeks of the year into the playoffs I'm really excited yeah, is it Akers and Henderson right now? Is is Brown kind of a little on the outside looking in at the Brown's moment? a little on the outside, yeah. Like last night he only played probably five percent of snaps. And I remember just he got thrown the ball once and he dropped it. So I think he's kind of if he wasn't already on the outside, he's definitely not gonna have as many snaps moving forward. Okay, so the Rams, 9-4, and four, moving forward with Cam Akers. You will be tied for the division lead after this weekend. Same 
record as Seattle, I believe. If they win, yeah. But we have the tiebreaker. Oh, shit. <laughs> are coming up for Sean McVay, Steve Clark, and the Los Angeles Rams. That's right. That's wonderful. Well, I had a tough time coming up with my picks this week. I still have them, but it was a like pulling teeth, and I should know because I've had a tooth pulled kind of recently. <laughs> Not fun. But, uh, do you want do you want to kick it off for this one, or should I do the honors? I can kick it off. I see we have a comment from someone asking if I if I specifically prefer green or purple grapes, um, and the answer is purple. But I will say this: green grapes are more filling; they're just bigger, typically. Um, but if I'm looking for taste only, it's got to be purple. I don't know why my opinion was issued from the grape conversation because I, I <laughs> yeah not not for you just yeah, for me. Hey, <laughs> what what you like green or, or or purple grapes but the thing is purple grapes they're good but you get a lot of seed in there the seed to meat of the fruit ratio is yes. not in your favor that's the DVOA of fruit actually that's that's true uh, but if you get the seedless purple. Then you're in business. If you get the seedless purple, get off the internet, have someone feed them. <laughs> You've achieved the peak of human existence already. You don't need our football advice. Yeah, it's true. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off with a man that you hate. Oh, is it Devontae Adams? No, it's Eric Ebron. Ooh, even worse. Man, Eric Ebron had a lot of drops last week. But he got a ton of targets. He's All right, so I'm taking Eric Ebron 50-plus receiving yards against the Bills this Sunday. He's been targeted 29 times over the last three weeks. In the last two games, he was targeted 11 times in both games. He's Ben's favorite target right now. And the Steelers throw the ball a ton. Their play splits over the last month are 70% pass, 30% run. So there's plenty of targets to go around. And Buffalo, this is interesting. Buffalo has allowed the most receptions to tight ends in the NFL and the second most yards to tight ends in the NFL. So Ebron is a great matchup here. I mean, if it were anyone else with these stats, with these splits, yeah. <laughs> Ebron, I would... I would support the deportation of my family before I supported Eric Ebron in a player props bet. <laughs> I am not a fan of this bet because he dropped so many passes. I could easily see him just being left out of the offense. And that's kind of how it has gone in Detroit and Indianapolis these last few years. He, the drops come in clusters and then he's sort of like left out of the offense. I agree he will probably get the targets, but for first pick of the week, there you know there's other football players, right, Steve? <laughs> I, I think it's going to – like just seeing how many targets he's gotten over the last three weeks is astounding. I think he's the most targeted tight end in the NFL, like mm -hmm. more than Travis Kelsey, more yeah, than he, Darren Waller. He's definitely my most targeted tight end when I'm trying to make jokes about these doofuses, but <laughs> – yeah, I mean, I could see it happening. It's also, is Claypool as active in the offense these days? Not really. I would be more excited to see Claypool re-emphasized and like kind of turned into the player he was looking to be early this season than we got to get Eric Ebron involved. Yeah. They looked terrible against the football team also. 
they look terrible, but the, the football team, that defensive front is coming along very well. They're so, so good. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the template for an old New York Giants team. You rush the passer, and the rest of your team just kind of falls in line behind that. I was yeah. I was all over the Steelers there. The fact that pa- Alex Smith was able to avoid that pass rush even a little bit, hats off to him. Way to go, Alex. Even with that... His leg was gushing blood at one point. <laughs> but, you know, he's had so many leg surgeries that probably made him feel comfortable. And yeah. home, he's like, oh, I'm having a surgery. I'm in the right place. Yeah. I know I feel that way. Um, so I'm going to go. I don't know if you consider this a prop, Steve. But I like the Lions over 10 and a half first half points against the Green Bay Packers. It's minus 110. And... Maybe 10.5 is the right line on this Lions team with Patricia, but the offensive philosophy has just kind of been thrown out with the former head coach. They're very much more aggressive. They're throwing down the field more often, and most importantly, they aren't just giving it to Adrian Peterson every single possession on first down. Yeah, and DeAndre Swift is trending towards coming back this week, I just read. So I like that pick. 10.5? Feels, especially in a game where the Packers should score at will, the Lions will have time and opportunity to have the ball. Um, Yeah, 10 and a half feels nice. And because you're a Lions fan, you might as well. You might as well just do it. Yeah, and I, I think this is the classic Packers Aaron Rodgers game where they play to keep the get the final possession. And like there's certain games where you see the Packers, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, they're the only teams who can really pull the off this game plan. They will just kind of play the possession waiting game and take advantage of a lesser opponent. I think that's the way to go for Green Bay here. That being said, I think the Lions will put some points on the board. Is Kenny Galladay back yet? Like is he going to play this year? I I don't want to get in trouble here. I think he is sitting out because of the contract situation. He's a third yeah. round pick. He's about to make a hundred million dollars. So he doesn't want he doesn't want to pull a Dak. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he did go out and buy a three hundred thousand dollar sports car two days ago. So <laughs> he's really counting on that money and he can't let anything happen to it. So he's gotta sit out. I've always wondered how wealthy athletes fit into sports cars. Because have you ever sat in like the driver's seat of a small sports car? Yeah, it's not great. It's impossible. We're like six two, six three. So imagine the Kenny Galladay six six guy. I don't understand it. Yeah, but they they usually are much much thinner. So they they their hips aren't crowded. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe their their legs are a little cramped. I, it's the horizontal axis. If Brian Cushing has a trouble sitting in a car, I probably have trouble sitting in that car. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we have a fantasy question in the comments. Um, Heather Locklear, what up? They uh, they lost Julio. He got ruled out. And his on his bench, he has Brandon Cooks, Ayuk, and Kiki Kuti. Hmm. Interesting question. I mean, of of Cooks and QT, I'd probably take Cooks just because of the target share. But he'll definitely have the the. Who are the Texans playing? They're playing at Chicago. Ooh, Field. I'm all over Brandon Ayuk here. Yeah, I would go Ayuk of those three. 
And Ayuk, he's that classic uh, 49ers receiver. He's so similar to Debo Samuel, where he's not like a typical precise route runner who gets you 15 yards six times, but he gets the ball in a variety of ways. They're very creative with finding ways to get it to him in that offense. And I think you'll see him run two or three gadget plays against a staunch Washington pass rush. So I think Ayuk has the highest floor in terms of touches, and that's what I look for in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. He's saying he can also bump Deontay Johnson to wide receiver one and flex a running back. I'd probably flex Gallman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wayne Gallman. I would sure. take Gallman over, over Ayuk. Yeah, Gallman all day. Gallman is putting together some great production. They're going to be playing a ball control style against Arizona this week, and it's the Giants. They'll be playing ball control style every week. It's so funny that, like, why do teams not understand the value of running backs? Like, I know Saquon was drafted a few years ago before this was, like, extremely apparent, but you don't need to pay a running back. You don't need to draft a running back in the first round. But only certain coordinators have the abilities to really scheme running backs effectively. If you're the Rams, if you're the Saints, if you're the Cardinals, basically any team in the NFC West, <laughs> you like you have you make great use of them, but there are so many teams like the Lions, the Bears that they can't get anything going regardless of the personnel. So that with that being said, the only option to kind of introduce these factors into a running game is to overpay for them. Yeah. Get better coaches. Get better coaches. Running get bags can be procured through the offensive scheming. Anything else? Eh, you can do better. All right. Let me go to my next pick. I've got, ooh, this one I don't love, but I'm doing it. Jamison Crowder, 75 plus receiving yards. Good odds? Plus 100. Plus 100. Okay. Um, this is all about how bad the Seahawks defense is. They're allowing 300 and pass, 309 passing yards per game. And this is the most important thing. The Seahawks allow a league worst seven and a half catches and 94 yards per game to slot receivers specifically. They can't cover the slot. Um, Seahawks should have a lead in this game, meaning the Jets will have to throw the ball a lot. And Crowder is looking better. He got injured in the middle of the season. He's he's kind of coming back. He had two touchdowns last week. But this is a, one of those instances where you need to pay attention to the injury report because I saw as I was making this pick, I was like, hmm, Jamison Crowder. He has a he's been limited at practice. If he practices in full today, I would say go for it. If he's still limited, maybe maybe stay away. Yeah, and I have maybe not this same pick. I have a similar logic pick to this one. I maybe found slightly better odds. I personally like I like this pick, Steve. But if I'm going to place down my money, I prefer to put it on Sam Darnold over one and a half tutties plus 150. I think the Jets score 20 points in this game. I think Sam Darnold is their best opportunity to get points. Maybe Ty, uh, Frank Gore is banged up. Ty Johnson came in and did an admirable job. And yes, did I bet on a crappy quarterback to hit their tutty over last week? Yes, I did. Did it come through? Yes, it did. It, am I putting those winnings onto another crappy quarterback? Yes, I am. Heck yeah. We did it with Drew Locke. Drew Locke showed out in front of his mama, as we <laughs> expect. And um, we're going to... 
this is a, it's a terrible secondary. I think Sam Darnold will be given the green light. Two touchdowns, it seems reasonable to me. Yeah, especially considering they're going to be behind. Yeah, two touchdowns, three interceptions, 280 <laughs> yards. That's a great Sam Darnold game playing under Adam Gase. Then he'll go to Tennessee and be a top 12 quarterback. So it works out for everybody. Man, that game last week against the Raiders was wild. It was fantastic. Greg Williams saved the franchise. Greg Williams saved the franchise because he threw a game on purpose. He threw a game. like, And knowing he wouldn't be there next year, he was still like, this is bigger than me. I'm going to sacrifice myself so the Jets get the first overall pick. Yeah, and I think the most telling thing was they ran their coverage the Raiders were shocked they were in that cup. <laughs> For whatever reason, there was a second left on the clock, and then they ran the same coverage. <laughs> it was a transparent tank job. Shouts to Greg and Sharing. And here's the thing. If the Jets go 0-16, they're not poorly positioned. What does a new receiver, what does a new quarterback need to really find success and hit the ground running? Left tackle, which they have, uh, decent receiving core, which they have. Yeah, they've got all the young talent that a young quarterback needs to succeed. Put the crown jewel in there. Put me in that green jersey. I am ready to take. If Trevor goes to the Jets, I'm moving to New Jersey. I'm living in that parking lot. You know what? I I can see it for myself. Jets Joel. I'll take over for Fireman Ed. (laughs) J-O-E-L Joel. Joel, Joel. And people are like, no, that's not the chant. That's not the chant. That's your name. That's your name. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I think I kind of got on your coattails with that one with with my Darnold pick. So you have the floor, actually. All right. I'm going back to the well here. Last week, I picked Jonathan Taylor over rushing yards. He crushed it. I'm doing it again this week. Jonathan Taylor, 75 plus rushing yards at plus 120. Ooh-wee. The last two games he's been active, he's led the Colts' backfield in snaps and touches. He's had 91 rushing yards and 90 rushing yards in those two games. And the Raiders' rush defense is not great. They gave up 121 yards on the ground per game. The Colts should win this game, and so they should be able to run the ball, manage the clock. Give me Jonathan Taylor, baby. Yeah, and... You were totally right last week. And honestly, look, look, go to points bag, go to pinnacle, go to bed MGM. Look at the player props because I was down with basically everyone. Jonathan Taylor was listed for. He's going to hit the overs. He's a big part of a pretty good offense without a great quarterback. But you say that my only worry here is you say the Colts should win this game. I agree with you. A lot of the Raiders' wins this year have come in games they had no business winning. Yeah. They they look so bad. The yeah. last two weeks, they've looked so bad. Like, they almost beat the Chiefs, and then they get blown out by the Falcons and almost lose to the Jets. Yeah, yeah they're a weird team. They're a weird team. They've got great interior line play. John Gruden has them all bought in, but the talent level just isn't there. Honestly, like this Vegas franchise, it's propping up so many mediocre stars. I feel like they should be directed by Todd Phillips. (laughs) That's an Ed Helms joke for all the people out there. I mean, Ed Helms is not a movie star. No, 
No, no, no. The Hangover, it's only, people like that movie only because of the Flowrider song at the end credits. Walking <laughs> out the Flowrider, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Not a great comedy. Vegas Raiders, not a good football team. David Carr is the Ed Helms of the NFL. Yeah, that's right. He can he can be your star, but there's better stars attached to every other franchise. Yeah, totally. Josh Jacobs is still out. Is he still out? I thought he was coming back. I think there's a chance he's still out. Oh, dang. Poor Josh. I'm going to... I like this one a lot. This line is pretty bad in my estimation. Derrick Henry under 103.5 rushing yards. It's pretty high. It's pretty high. They're against Jacksonville, who gives up yardage of all sorts. But really, Jacksonville is an awful pass defense. I expect them to use Tannehill and their great receivers. They're better than Seattle set of wide receivers to get up early. Maybe we don't see 16, 17 carries from Derrick Henry because they're a smart franchise. They know what time of the year it is. They know who their bell cow is for the playoffs. I don't think they're going to feed Henry in a pretty meaningless game for him, provided they win in Jacksonville. Yeah, and we saw what happened last week when they were getting blown out. They used a lot of McNichols. They used a lot of Booker. They used their backups because they knew they were out of it. Crazy that they came within six points at the end, but that game was never really in question. Uh, yeah, I agree. If they get a big enough lead, I can see Derrick Henry kind of taking some snaps off and not not hitting that number. It's too high. Too high for me to want to play that. Yeah, too high. There's value. If, it's, if a running back is over 100 yards, go the other way. That's almost a, a rule for me. Maybe there's a couple Dalvin Cook instances where I've liked it the other way, but yeah, I think that's in 2020, the way running backs are used so much out of the pass, passing game. Yeah, take the under if it's over 100. Yeah. All right, I'm doing it again. I'm going back to another guy I picked last week. <clears throat> I'm taking David Montgomery, 75-plus rushing yards, minus 112. He's the only good part of the Bears offense. He's the only good player on the Bears offense. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Okay. But he doesn't have a quarterback to throw it to him. And Allen Robinson, he's got one fit out of the door. So he's the yeah. only part of Allen Robinson right now. Yeah. Uh, and he's playing the Texans, who have one of the worst rush defenses in the league. They allow over 150 rushing yards per game. And, yeah, he's coming off two big games. The Bears seem to finally realize that he is – good and they should give him the ball so 75 doesn't seem like that many yards for him yeah i'm it makes sense the logic there i just have the caveat that this is a probably the weirdest matchup on the week 14 slate Mm -hmm. and i don't know what how this game is going to break down at all it could be a deshaun watson revenge game because the bears never evaluated him while they were trading up to pick trubisky second overall crazy So I could see it being a Houston blowout where the running game isn't featured from Chicago. And I, I will say, Steve, last week against Detroit, uh, one, David Montgomery's longest run of the game was the result of just a horrible defensive scheme, not anything the Bears did correctly. So For sure. But you know who has a worse rush defense than the, the Lions? 
are they in Houston? Yeah. <laughs> the Houston Texans. All right. So, yeah, well, I'll support that. Why not? Yeah, but I agree. I think the Texans can win the game outright. And, yeah, we'll see. That's a really weird. Bears games in general are just, like, gross. Gross. The stadium is disgusting. It's the <laughs> ugliest place you've ever been. The only cool thing about the Bears is that active service members get free attendance, provided there's no COVID, but they can just roll up and that's get sick. a free canning room seat. I think that's incredible. And yeah, that stadium does look like a spaceship landed on the Roman Coliseum. So I'm not too big of a fan of that. I don't like the <laughs> franchise at all. I don't think they have any talent. And we're, I think we're going to see a Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson swap before next season, which will be a lot of fun for everybody. Yeah, that'll be great fun. Okay, there are certain games that are just made for gambling at this point in the season. I think Chargers-Falcons is one of those games. So along those lines, I like a couple tight end props. Okay. And there's a lot of tight end talent in the league this year. And like, you ever watch some guy have like one possession where you're like, oh, that's the best football player in the league? Yeah, totally. I had that experience earlier this season with Hunter Henry very quietly putting together a monster season in Atlanta. And I'm going to support his props unilaterally this week. I like Hunter Henry to score a touchdown plus 210. I like Hunter Henry longest catch over 22 and a half. Minus 118. I mean, this matchup is absolutely made from. We talked about how Julio is is out with our fantasy conversation with our Houston love and friend ISO earlier. So this being the case, Hunter Henry will be distinctly the number one option in that passing game, assuming that Calvin Ridley gets most of the attention. You're saying Hunter Henry benefits from julio being out yes sir they're on different teams you know what <laughs> shelve it shelve it shelve it but yeah i mean he's still one of the best tight ends in the league he's very underrated yeah you know what the mistake i made steve was hunter henry and hayden hurst Two double H type. Oh, interesting. That's where the confusion was. That's where the dyslexia came. We've, you know, we've got Triple H in the WWE, but who needs Triple H in this game? We have double H on both sides of it. You could take this prop for both parties. <laughs> so, okay. So, you're, you like Hayden Hurst then? Yeah, I like Hayden Hurst. I came into the season thinking he was going to be so good and then he was so disappointing. But I think you're right. I think in games where Julio has sat, he has performed really well. So, yeah, that yeah. Was, and I know I made a bad mistake here, but I think is that is that mistake understandable given the initials thing? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, there's not that many H names to begin with. The fact that there's alliterative tight ends on both sides that threw me through a loop. So I'm sorry for that. <laughs> sorry for that, viewers. It's Hayden Hurst is the one I like. Hunter Henry is the one who breaks his leg, and then his teammates are inspired by how he comes back from breaking yeah. his leg. Yeah. It happens every year. Happens every year. So far, knock on wood, nothing yet. Maybe but. this Sunday we can bet on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I like that pick. Hayden Hurst, he's, he should be so much better. But with Julio out, we'll see what happens. I think he can, he can put up some numbers for you. Yeah, I think he is – 
at that level, you think he's just the number three option in that offense. Yeah. So I'm going to just digress for a second here, Steve. If you guys like me making likable, earnest mistakes, if you like (laughs) Steve giving you insightful picks on player props, on grape color consumption, hit that subscribe button. We at the Props Network, we're putting out new content for you viewers every single day. We're picking up steam on the YouTube front. I think that's where this business is going to live from here on. So join us for that journey. Smash the subscribe. You can shoot us out with questions. We will always answer. We want to be a resource for you. But in order for us to do that, you got to use us. And the other people in this in this gambling realm, the content's terrible. The insight's terrible. And... Are you looking for like a funny comedic experience with your gambling knowledge? We're funnier than anyone. I will go toe to toe with anyone at Barstool. I did book Steve into a celebrity boxing match against Dave Portnoy. He's going to have to go on his knees dwarf style to, you know, have the commission sign off on it. But that's what we're there. Hit the subscribe. Join us on the props journey. And we will drop misinformation on tight end names and be really embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah, you won't see anyone else say the name of the wrong tight end. Yeah, you won't see anyone else admit their mistakes, process their mistakes, and then kind of explain how that mistake was made. (laughs) Whoops. So I'm going to go back to the show. I'm going to return the floor to you, Steve. What do we got here? All right, I'll stay in the same game. And this one, the number's a little high, but I I still like it. Justin Herbert over 284 and a half passing yards against those Falcons. Falcons are terrible. They allow over 285 passing yards per game. And the Chargers, like, here's how I kind of see the Chargers right now. If If they get embarrassed by the Falcons, Anthony Lynn has to be fired. After being shut out 45 to nothing last week, if they lose again like 35 to 3, there's there's no reason for him to remain the head coach of the team. It's I think it's impossible for Anthony Lynn to get fired in season at this point. We are late in the year. On the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, he (laughs) compared his team's performance. To the disaster at Pearl Harbor. If you can survive that, you can get blown out by the Falcons. You can win to the Falcons. It doesn't matter. You are good. If you're making Pearl Harbor jokes about your job performance to the media at large, I don't think you're doing that while sitting on a hot seat. He's a he's a wild man. Um, but Herbert, for actual stats, he's only had fewer than 32 attempts once this season. He throws the ball a lot. And he's only had fewer than 264 yards twice this season. Typically, he's hovering around 300 yards. And the Falcons' pass defense, like I said, very bad. I think the Chargers kind of get back to their roots here and throw the ball all over them. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't feel good to bet anything on this Chargers team. No, it does not. And maybe there's a little bit of a recency bias there just because they did look so bad last week. Yeah. But... They've got a lot of great paces, but they're never healthy. You, I, I had questions about the team's medical staff before they punctured the starting quarterback's lung with yeah. a needle. That's their game day prep. 
but I love, <laughs> I love this pick. I have the same pick here, Steve, but just twisted a little bit. I like Mike Williams over 44 and a half receiving yards. And this is with an injury asterisk, because if you look at the Mike Williams game log, like I'm joking about, oh, there should be a player prop for whether or not someone gets injured. If there was a player prop for whether Mike Williams gets injured in a given game, take it every time. He's always hurt. But yeah. if you look at the game log, when he plays a full game, he usually breaks the number of 44 and a half receiving yards. I think that's a good bet this week. I think Mike Williams is one of the more underrated receivers in the league. He's got that a light possession receiver skill set, amazing hands, great body control, like an ideal WR2, decent WR1. So four 12-yard receptions, that gets you there. I think it happens here. He's too big. His body is too big and he dives too much. So whenever he dives, there's 250 pounds of weight falling on his elbows and his shoulders. So he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt, but not until he gets that 45th receiving <laughs> yard. <laughs> Props network guarantee. He's really good, though. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. And this game, there's no reason to bet it, but it's one of those games where he's just like, oh, Falcons, Chargers. I bet this is a phenomenal game. <laughs> It's a, this game only exists to be incredibly fun. Yeah, just a shootout, hopefully. Yeah, Matt Ryan, Justin Herbert. Expect, I think the over in this game is like 56 and a half. That's off the top of my head. So yeah, apologies if I'm wrong, but I'm going to be taking the over and some player props. I'm not going to pick a side in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you believe last week? I picked all 16 or all 15 games, went 11 and four. But one of my misses was I picked the Chargers over the Patriots. (laughs) It's tough for me. Last week, someone, so my picks went pretty well. I didn't cover on one of them. A viewer put all my picks in a money line parlay. The same viewer did it once earlier this year. He's 2 0 on that. He's up $5,000 off just randomly putting parlays of my picks out there. And that rules. Yeah, and, and then I, I I did a stock trade for my mom yesterday. I made her seven thousand dollars in an hour. So what? Yeah, the Airbnb IPO. She she hosts Airbnb. I talked to Sam, our owner, about yo. You got to get in on this. My mom got in on it. Her stock doubled in an hour. So there's a lot of good financial advice coming out from this guy. <laughs> you guys should probably follow it. I'm not the one benefiting, but other people are all around me so get on top of this <laughs> so let's go back to the props here and i've watched enough aaron Rodgers games versus the detroit lions to know that it's not usually the first receiver who kills the team it's the second third fourth options that being said i like valdez scantling over 30 and a half receiving yards minus 118 i think he is going to shred this weird hybrid of man with occasional zone coverage worked in Honestly, this line could be 50.5. I would think it was a good bet. 30.5 is just far too low for him here. Yeah, and he typically gets one catch that's, you know, 40 yards. So one catch could put him over here. I like that pick as well. And they're, Yeah, they're going to shred the Lions. If there's one thing Aaron Rodgers is good at, it is just decimating bad teams. Yeah, so this is... um, pack. There is a nice money line parlay out there on the Sunday games. There's minus 124 Titans, Packers, and Jet and Seahawks. 
Okay. So I think those are all three pretty safe money line plays. The Titans owns the Jaguars. The Seahawks are absolutely going to beat the Jets. And the biggest risk there is the Packers against the Lions. Come on, dog. That's beautiful. <laughs> that is that is nice. That's not bad odds for that. No, it's it's great odds. And if you throw the Chiefs in there, it becomes plus three hundred. Wow. So, you know, maybe there's some crazy parlays out there for the folks. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah, I like that pick. I'm going to go over to Philadelphia with a new QB. Uh, Are we sure he's a QB? Yeah. With a new tight end at QB. He looked better than Carson Wentz. So if that means anything... He, he looks like an improvement, at least now before the NFL coaches get a chance to watch tape on him. Yeah, I mean, we are talking about Jalen Hurts, of course. So what what's the line you're taking? I'm taking Miles Sanders over 10.5 receiving yards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a perfect bet. Yeah, he's Jalen Hurts is going to need a little security blanket dump-off guy. Miles Sanders will be that guy for him. And Sanders is already averaging over four targets per game even before – having a rookie quarterback in the game. So I can see a lot of dump off passes that lead to this, this, this prop hitting and the saints defense is incredible. So I don't, I don't see Jalen Rager or Travis Fulgham getting open down the field. So a lot of dump offs. It, it has been amazing to see Fulgham go from like a guy who was achieving against all odds to a guy who's become like a receiver prima donna in a span of six weeks in terms <laughs> on Wentz over thrown balls. But yeah, I like this because it's a first a quarterback in his first start. Mm-hmm. He's going to be going through his reads against a great defense, and if it's a good organization, you're not starting your first game against the Saints. But, um, <laughs> he's going to take that first read, and in a lot of cases, it will be the the tailback doing a swing pass out of the backfield. So yep. he'll probably take that three or four times when even one of them's enough to give you that ten and a half mark. I love this one. Yeah, all for it. And Sam asked me to do a long shot. I didn't I didn't send it to him, but Eagles, zero to ten points, plus two fifty-five. If I had to take one long shot, I'd probably jump on that. Ooh, yeah. I, I like that quite a bit. Saints defense is way too good. Way too good. And you're gonna see that they're not gonna really let up against Philadelphia. This is kind of a statement game. And there's this is going to be the weirdest game on the slate because there are no quarterbacks playing in it. Yeah. Imagine being Jameis Winston and watching this game from the sidelines while having a Heisman trophy to drive home to. <laughs> like he, even if everyone's healthy, Jameis Winston is the most talented arm in this game. I wonder what he does next year. Cause he signed a one year contract, right? Yeah. Um, he hasn't shown any, he hasn't been able to show anything. Does he do another one-year prove-it deal somewhere else? How about Chicago? That would be awesome. If if the Bears ever wanted to, you know, hire a black quarterback. Yeah, if if the Bears decide not to be a racist organization and uh, evaluate black quarterbacks like they're people, you know, maybe Jameis goes there. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot to overcome. Okay, (laughs) so we haven't set our line yet. Let's take a trip to Florida. 
<laughs> I like Tom Brady under 303.5 receiving yards, passing yards minus 115. It's we a high have, number. That's a high number. It's also going to be a fairly smash mouth game. I think we have the Vikings visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and it's very similar to a matchup we took advantage of here last week, which was the Browns visiting the Titans. These are two teams where, yeah, they've got a lot of great targets. They've got decent quarterbacks with a lot of interceptions. That goes for both Cousins and Brady. But I think these teams, their best version of themselves, it's predicated on ground control offenses. Mm -hmm. So this spread being six and a half, that seems too big to me. I think this is going to be a tight game with a lot of running clock and 303 passing yards doesn't seem likely here. Yeah, I think I took the Vikings with plus the points. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, the Bucks have the best rush defense in the NFL. So I don't know if Dalvin's going to find any room. So this could be a good spot for, to take Kirk. Um, but yeah, agree with the Brady pick. Yeah, and uh, I mean, uh, just to throw it in there, I do like the Dalvin Cook over rushing yards, but it's 74.5 minus 134, like 75 yards. If you're going to be the featured component of your offense, I think he gets there on 18, 20 carries. This is not a Derrick Henry situation where they're kind of jockeying for position. This is an ab every game is an absolute must win for the Vikings. So their yeah. players are going to be used as such. So I like it because of that, but good call on the rush defense of Tampa Bay. Yeah, and I'm I'm sticking with the rush game for the Bucks. I took Ronald Jones over 58 and a half rushing yards. Oh, easy. Yeah. Minus 130. Yeah. Um, the one thing that just bothers me so much, Ronald Jones looks so good, but for whatever reason, Bruce Arians continues to give the ball to Leonard Fournette, who looks genuinely Washed. bad. Washed. He can't. They, they put him in passing situations for whatever reason, even though he's proven he cannot catch the ball. And he just, he yeah, he vultures like eight to 10 touches from Ronald Jones a game. So that's the one thing that's bumming me out. Hopefully now that they've had the bye week, they just give Ronald Jones 25 touches and just let the man do his, do his thing. And Minnesota isn't a great rush defense. They allow 121 rushing yards per game. So yeah, Minnesota's not a great great defense by any means but they're pretty good in the turnover battle but yeah I, there is this weird thing with tampa bay where they're so committed to being a super team that they kind of gloss over the things they already have like this yeah. would have been a ronald jones breakout season yeah he's overachieved every single week and all how, how's he been rewarded yeah we're just going to keep trying to force leonard fournette into this offense i don't get it so no. they yeah. played 12 games the bucks have Ronald Jones has only gotten 17 or more carries five times. Okay. So and in those, in those games, he's averaging 118 yards. It clearly works. It clearly ran the ball. Yeah, but it's the Bucks here. They're like, oh, we have Scotty Miller. He's doing everything we could ever ask for a number. Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't get this. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's got the charm and likability of a strip mall. There's, they, there's a lot of good things, but it's all just kind of thrown together in a haphazard fashion. I don't love this Bucks team. I know they're going to be pretty successful probably for the rest of the season, but I'm done with them. Yeah. Over it. Yeah. Just throw lobs to Mike Evans. That's where your bread is buttered. <laughs> okay. So this one, it, it seems like a risky bet, 
It seems like we're going against the best player in the NFL NFL here, but I like Pat Mahomes over interceptions, 0.5 plus 130. He's playing against the Dolphins. The Dolphins have such a great ball hawking secondary. Xavier Howard is putting up takeaway metrics that only Rod, Charles Woodson, and Darrell Rivas have ever hit before. So, yeah, I think... uh, I think I'm going to be backing Mahomes to throw a, a pick here. That's fun. That's a fun one. Yeah, you don't, yeah. It's not something you would ever typically bet on. But like, how many interceptions does he have this year? Uh, I will pull that up. I look bad when I turn my back here. <laughs> Is this bad television? He has two interceptions this year. Not so bad. yeah, this isn't a bet you would typically take. But yeah, if you like the defense and the odds are good. Not a bad bet. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Eric Cheng likes that bet, so I'm I'm with you there, Eric. Yeah, and you know, this bet, I want to have a little bit out on this game. I think they actually put this spread out perfectly, so I can't really take a side on that. But yeah, yeah cheering for the Miami defense has been a lot of fun most weeks. So yeah, I'm going to go with Mahomes to throw a pick here. They complete. I mean, I know Jared Goff is no Patrick Mahomes, but if you look back at that game, their defense completely obliterated the Rams' offense. So if they have another game like that, they could stay in the game because they oh. tight. All right, I got one more. How about you? I have one more, and also, and mine's in Miami, so I'll stay there. Let's take a trip to Miami. Let's take a trip to the sweet city of Miami. Uh, I'm taking Devontae Parker under receiving yards. It's not anywhere to be found. I would guess he'd probably be in the 50 to 60 range, and I would definitely take the under on that. Um, he Devontae Parker has been great with Ryan Fitzpatrick. With Tua, he's been pretty bad. In the five games that Tua has started, Parker has less than four receptions per game and 38 yards per game. It's just Tua doesn't go deep. He doesn't take the chances that Fitzy does. And the Chiefs, this is interesting. The Chiefs give up the second fewest yards to wide receivers this season. Ooh. I know. They only allow 135 yards to wideouts per game. But they are in the middle of the pack in passing yards allowed, which means they give up a ton of passing yards to running backs. So additionally, if you want to look at Miles Gaskin's receiving yards, I would take a look at that as well. Yeah, I'm I'm with that pick 100%. Um, I'm a little bit worried about potential garbage time in this one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as real football nerds, which we are, I'm just hoping we get something exotic out of this Miami offensive front. We know they've gone back and put up 60s run formations. I think you got to trot out something strange, a weird look against the Chiefs here. This game means much more to Miami than it does Kansas City. You've got Tua in his first huge game. So, yeah, maybe you're not just going to throw vertically down the field to Devontae Parker here. I'm, I'm with you on the under for Devontae Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my last one, we're going to take a trip to Seattle. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, longest reception over 22 and a half yards, minus 118. I think he hits this most every week. Tyler Lockett, they he's a great yak guy. He's a great downfield guy. And I think this will be the Russell Wilson show this Sunday. They're going to put up all sorts of points. I think Lockett's going to be one of the key beneficiaries of it. So I'm all over that. 
Love it. And the Jets pass defense is terrible. So, so. I've, I've got an account with like $1,800 in it right now. Do I put it all on the Seahawks money line? They're a weird team, dude. Like they, they never blow out people they should blow out. Never. Their games are always so weirdly close. Never. There. So, yes. No. So do it. So do it. Yeah, because it'll be fun. Because you'll be sweating until halfway through the fourth quarter. I can do that. I'm also thinking. I I kind of like the idea of a Titans Seahawks money line parlay. It's like minus two thirty. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good multiplier. Like put two twenty on that to win a hundred. I'm not bad with that at all. Yeah. Yeah, let's make some money here. Do it. So at the Props Network, we are the place where degenerates, they put out their money line parlays, they put out their player props, but we're also the place where bet begin, bets begin. So if you are betting this football season and things, they're just kicking up. Bowl season's around the corner. What up, Cincinnati? What up, Coastal? And the playoffs, they're also going to be here. So if you want to shop for lines, if you want to read in-depth analysis from people like my friend Steve here, who bets every game of the NFL season. He's undefeated so far. (laughs) Network.com for all your betting needs. Like, we are in this to make you guys more successful gamblers. So I encourage you once again to smash that subscribe, to visit thepropsnetwork.com and put us in a position where we can actually help you. And you're also, if you're curious, you can hit us up anytime during these broadcasts. You can tweet at me personally. You can tweet at the Props Network and we will always answer your queries. So visit thepropsnetwork.com, smash that subscribe button, and we'll be a better resource for you for this key next month of the gridiron year. Mm -hmm. All right. So we had a good time here. I think we're going to be throwing down on these. I actually bet a lot of our prep, our props from last weekend, and I did pretty well. We we killed it last week, yeah. Yeah, and this is a, a tough week. Proceed with caution. And that being said, it, Sam, if you're ready, go ahead, roll my professional gambler picks video for week 14. Hi, I'm Joel Wachowski, and I am a professional gambler here for the Props Network. Last week, a viewer put a Moneyline parlay on all my picks and won $1,000. I thought the only way someone could make money off me using the internet was if I first got emailed by a Nigerian prince. Here are my picks. I like the Vikes over the Bucks. Tom Brady is so old, the first time he faced the Vikings was when they originally landed on this continent. I learned that fact in third grade history, which coincidentally was Gronk's favorite class at Arizona State. You know I like the Titans. Don't look now, but Corey Davis is one of the best receivers in the league. This is the best payoff from a huge bust since there's something about Mary. I like the Colts over the Raiders. Doesn't it seem like Sin City is Phil Rivers' nickname for every place he's ever been? I'll take the Saints. Jalen Hurts, Taysom Hill. This is the perfect game for anyone who finds the forward pass too controversial. Those are my picks. Enjoy the game. Ooh. Wow, nailed the shot. I, I did three takes there. <laughs> I could have done more. I had my wallet in my in my pocket. I was a little bit concerned about it falling out. <laughs> so that's why the fall away had multiple takes. What do you think about these picks, Steve? I, did you did you take the Bucks or the Vikings? I took the Vikes. Okay. I was about to say that was the only so we agree on every single pick. We agree. Sorry, Sam. Sam our our producer Sam's like, Steve, you want you you gotta yell at Joel this week. 
Yeah. I like, what am I going to say? I, I like all the picks. I I'm looking through my picks now to see if there's any difference. So here, so here's what I'll argue with you about. I took the Titans Jaguars game. I took over. I didn't take the Titans. I think the Titans will win. So I, I don't have much to say to you about that. I just decided to take the over on that one because that's more fun. So yeah. How about this? Shame on you for not having fun <laughs> and not taking points to be scored in a game. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm with you there, Steve. <laughs> and this has been a very respectable tank job from the Jaguars. They've been scoring 20 points every week. So that suggests the over. Yeah. The Titans have just owned the Jaguars for the Jags' entire existence. There's been talk of stolen playbooks in AFC Championship games. They never beat this Titans team. We have good Jags fans in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Titans all day here. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Sorry, Sam, I can't find really anything that I strongly disagree with in these. Yeah, unless I don't know someone's name. <laughs> me. Yeah, we had enough embarrassment earlier in the show. I'm going to get fired for mixing that mix up. Yeah. Um, let me throw some of my best bets at you and see if you disagree with any of these. Okay, let's go. I'm, 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 I'm going to my happy gambling place. Throw them at me. I'm teasing the Giants to plus nine and a half with the under of that game to 52. Gorgeous. Kyler Murray can't throw right now. Yeah, and here's a quick stat. This is just a little teaser if you want to check out the blog. If you, every game this season, every Giants game, if you teased their spread and the under in their games, you'd be 10 and 2 betting the Giants. Whoa. Um, is Daniel Jones going to start again for the Giants this year? I don't know. If, if this year, if, yes. I don't know about this week. I mean, if they, if Colt McCoy beats the Cardinals this week and they're in the thick of this playoff job, you th- really think Daniel Jones is just going to trot back out under the center to fumble the playoff opportunity away? It's a good question. I mean, yeah, if if Colt McCoy beats the Seahawks and then the Cardinals, it's hard to put him on the bench. Yeah, I, I, I here's how it's gonna, the rest of the season is going to go. They're going to win this week against Arizona. They're going to bring back Daniel Jones. They're going to miss the playoffs, and then Daniel Jones will be their starter going into next season. That's how it's going for Giants fans. Yeah. Man, is there any division more exciting than the NFC East? Uh, there isn't. It, there's two good teams there now. It's They're playing well, yeah. It's crazy. Too I'm big. taking. Oh, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I'm taking the Browns against the Ravens. Um, plus three, plus three. Yeah, I think you're pushing on that one. I think the Ravens win that one by a field goal. Okay. I mean, Browns, they're in just in too good of a position, and the Ravens, they're playing with desperation. But yeah, two run heavy teams. That's a tight one. You're either going to win or push on that. Yeah. Man. Yeah, my, my picks are kind of boring because I'm going for a record. You want to hear my record for the season? Yeah. 108, 77, and 7. God damn. That's good. I'm crushing. So, yeah, check out the blog. It's on the propsnetwork.com. I pick every single game, and I'm doing well. Last two weeks, I'm 23 and 8. So, I'm on a good run right now. Holy hell. I might be back in all your picks. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I might be too good right now. I'm due for a little bit of regression. Yeah, and, and this <laughs> is the toughest week of the season thus far. Everyone should tread carefully out there. I would, I'm, you know, I'm the big money line parlay guy. 
Be careful with that bankroll management. You, The last thing you want to do is lose your wad heading into holidays followed by the bowl <laughs> season. This is the week to be conservative. I guarantee it. Always, yes. Always bet responsibly. Well, thank you guys so much. I am Joel Wachowski. Over there is my friend, Steve Clark. And for the walk-on, for the Props Network, we will be back on Monday covering everything that happened this football weekend. And for the rest of the day, I'm going to the doctor. But then in that waiting room, I will give my pick for the Coastal Carolina-Troy game. I know Chanticleer's Nation is waiting on it with bated breath. For Steve Clark and the Props Network, this is Joel Wachowski for the walk-on, walking off.